Before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. You're about to listen to a special preview edition of the Grant Williams podcast featuring my very special guest and dear friend, David Hay of Evergreen GavCal in Bellevue, Washington. David has recently transitioned the widely read Evergreen Virtual Advisor letter into his own Substack, so this seemed like a perfect time to chat with him about what is becoming an increasingly volatile world. David's wealth of experience, pragmatic approach, and his comfort level with being a contrarian I have to say, have been invaluable to me over the years. So I'm absolutely delighted to have the chance to chat with him about the challenges posed by inflation to anybody managing money. We also talk about the dilemmas facing the central banks, his long-standing investments in the energy space, and much, much more. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including the End Game, the Super Terrific Happy Hour, the Narrative Game, This Week in Doom, and my new series Shifts Happen, featuring Luke Groman, is available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all the podcasts, while members of the silver tier get both the podcasts and my monthly newsletter, Things That Make You Go Hmm. So, if you enjoy what you hear on the show and you want more high-quality content like it, then please make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And with that, on with the show. David. My dear friend, it's so, so, so very good to see you. It's been way too long. Hi, G-Man. It has indeed. Yeah, great. it has. It has. It's. Uh, I was trying to think last time I saw you, but it was. It was too far back, and I'm, I'm having a senior moment. So we'll just. We'll just. Uh, well, we'll just call it. We we'll zoom. call it far too long ago, and then we'll and we'll leave it at that. But uh, you, you are. are you, now, you, I presume you're in the desert now. This is true. You are in it's, the desert. Uh, it's going to be. It'll, it'll be a triple digit day today. Oh really? Oh boy. Okay. Well, yeah. We're there already. You know, here it's not bad. It's dry. It's. it's I'm not complaining. True, true, true. Well, listen. Um, what have you been up to lately? Anything fun? Anything interesting? I know on the work side that you've uh, you've had a few things going on. We'll get to those shortly. But what else have you been up to? Well, I'm up again. I'm walking again. That's the big news in my life because, as you know, I had a rather nasty fall right before Christmas on black ice and cement stairs. And yes, the black ice and cement stairs definitely won that battle. So I, I'll never take the simple activity of walking for granted again, Grant. Yeah. So it's, no, I hear you. Uh, I'm a grateful guy. Hey, speaking of great, how's that, that great golf game of yours? Let's not talk about that, Dave. I don't really want to talk about <laughs> golf. It's, it's, okay. it's a very, very, very sore subject. Suffice <laughs> to say, if you uh, if you want to play anybody for money right now, it would be me. Trust me, you would you would be able to retire a rich man on what you take off me on the golf course. How, how soon can you get on a plane and get out here? <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> exactly right. Okay, well, let's talk about another great. Let's talk about the podcast that you've been doing lately because those truly have been great. And I've listened to every single one of my, I may be the only guest that you've ever had who's listened to all your recent podcasts before coming on your show. You had Michael Oliver, Roy Johnston, yeah. right? Rick Rule, Trevor Hall. There's been some fabulous guys coming on. It's been, it's been fantastic. I know Mike Rothman's a, a good buddy of yours. Um, it, it's been, yes. it's been really interesting. And, that, and that, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm delighted to get the chance to add you to that roster because you and I over the years have had so many conversations um, in private, just the two of us just sitting around talking about stuff. And and I've learned so much from you. And, and you know, I had that one chance when we sat down for that Real Vision interview to to give people a chance to kind of hear you talk at length, even though you had that shocking uh, speech 
problem after <laughs> getting a cold, and you you manfully <laughs> did the interview anyway. So I still thank you for that. But that's um, when I sounded like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. But I actually wanted to talk about that because it's interesting that there's some real parallels happening today with that that uh, great video that you did back then. So maybe we we come back to that because that's worthy discussion. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So um, look, let me let me something I want to ask you about, um, and you and I have spoken well, about. Don't this. forget to ask me about Saturday night. What I did Saturday night. Oh yeah, you did tell me to ask you that, didn't you? You didn't want to preempt it. What did you do Saturday night? Oh, it was no big deal. Howard Marks invited me over to his Beverly Hills mansion to meet Joe Manchin. Senator Joe Manchin. So you could say it was Manchin at the mansion. All right. And, you know, the, the, they quip in Washington these days that Joe Biden is the second most powerful Joe in D.C. And actually, there's quite a bit of truth to that. So I know politics is always dangerous to talk about, but this is, I think, safe ground because it involves the organization that Howard Marks co-founded back in 2010. A lot of people are not aware of that. Even Ben Hunt didn't know that. It's called No Labels. So it's a bipartisan political entity. And their congressional offshoot is the Problem Solvers Caucus. They have 29 Democrats and 29 Republicans. So it truly is bipartisan. And Joe uh, Manchin is in the Senate, of course, but he's, uh, along with about 10 other senators, is very closely involved in the organization. And it's important because if you think about it, Grant, I mean, they these are the guys that literally single-handedly, or maybe with just a few hands, stopped the Build Back Better. You know, that $6 trillion Bernie Sanders mm-hmm legislation that was going to go through, and then it got cut down to $3 trillion. And Manchin said, we're not even doing that. And if you think about it, imagine the inflation problem we would have today if that thing had gone through. And they were trying to introduce that when the economy was already hyper-stimulated. So, you know, thankfully, Joe Manchin is, is group uh, stuck up for the country. And so anyway, it was an amazing experience uh, getting to meet. It was a private group, got to talk one-on-one with Howard Marks and Manchin. And you know, you and I are newsletter writers, so Howard Marks' newsletter is is legendary. Yeah, you probably heard the story that, that supposedly when Howard's newsletter gets on Warren Buffett's desk, Buffett, the Oracle stops everything to read to Howard Marks' newsletter. It's it's that good. And so it was just a great honor for me to be able to meet him. Yeah. No, anyway, I, so that, that was I, my Saturday I, night. Well, I, I had the chance to meet and interview Howard um, a few years ago now, and uh, he was just fantastic. I mean, so smart. It was uh it was tough to keep up with him, frankly, but um, but he was yeah, he was also very generous with his time, and and um, you know I, I really really enjoyed talking to him and uh, learned an awful lot. And, and as you say, I mean his his letters for anybody out there who doesn't get the Oak Tree Insights, um, they're free, and you should absolutely sign up for them at the Oak Tree website because they they're published on an ad hoc basis. But boy, are they great ready whenever they come out. Um, but listen, Dave, um, let's. Uh, Let's talk about the world. You know, there there is so much going on right now. It really is just a, a, a fascinating time to be alive. And I want to start. Do you, you think there's stuff there's stuff to talk about? Everything's so boring well, right now. Well, we we always find something to talk about. You and I. But I want to start with inflation because I think it's the big variable. It's the big story. It's the big change that we have now. All the other stuff we can talk about. Rate hikes, non-rate hikes. We can talk about guidance. We can talk about hawkish times. All this stuff has happened over and over again for the last 20 years. The one variable this time that we haven't had before is inflation. So um, let's start off with that. Talk a little bit about how you see the inflationary environment right now. And perhaps you could touch on your experiences uh, with uh, the last kind of similar bout of inflation we, we went through. Well, first of all, I'm old enough to remember the 70s. I know you which, are. You know, there, there's not too many people managing money today. That, uh, and I do manage money. That's and that's another thing that's a little bit, I think, unique for some of your guests, most of your guests. But I was an investor in the uh, in the 70s, and 
uh, I vividly remember what that was like. And that's why when I hear people say that, you know, Jay Powell is no Arthur Burns. I think absolutely he's not Arthur Burns. He's way worse because Arthur Burns in the 1970s never let inflation get out of control to the degree that, that Jay Powell has. And in 1974, Arthur Burns got interest rates to 10% when inflation was running at 10% with an energy crisis, you know, like we have now. And here we have inflation running at eight and we've got the Fed funds rate, you know, getting up close to one. So still fantastically below, ridiculously below. So it'd be your, you know, I think you're aware of the evolution that I've had in terms of inflation that my career actually started in the financial industry in 1979. And somewhere around 1981, 1982, I came to believe that Volcker meant business and that he was actually going to get inflation under control. So basically from 1982 until 2020, uh, post-COVID, I was pretty much always a bond market bull and a believer in disinflation. But based on what they did in the in the COVID response, which in my mind was absolutely MMT, full bore modern monetary theory that Stephanie Kelton wanted to do so much that as a result, inflation, uh, you know, I changed my attitude completely. I believe that we were going to get a lot of inflation. And it wasn't just me. You had actually Howard Marks saying at the same time that we were doing MMT. Uh, Jeremy Siegel was very adamant that uh, the money supply growth at that time that was running at something like 40% was going to lead to high inflation. And yet, as we know, uh, Jay Powell and the Fed were in denial virtually all of last year. One of the most amazing factoids is that the Fed balance sheet, which started before the financial crisis, it was $700 billion. Last September, September 30th, it was $8.5 trillion. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of March, it was $9 trillion. So just think about that. They printed or fabricated is a better term, another $500 billion into the teeth of one of the greatest inflation accelerations of all time. Sheer madness. So that's that's been a huge factor. But I think another factor behind inflation and why I'm really thinking it's much more durable. And I'm not going to, I'm certainly not going to sit here and, and say to you that I think inflation is going to keep running eight to nine percent. I think it, it will, even in the 1970s, there were times where it would dip, probably you know, at the time it was mostly because of recession. And perhaps that's what will be again. We'll, mm-hmm. you know, in a recession, it will fall down. But I think four percent is going to be low, even in a recession. And part of my belief in that is what I've been long calling and writing about greenflation. The idea that this green energy transition is inherently inflationary because for the first time in human history, we're going from a more efficient form of energy to a less efficient form of energy. And that in itself is inflationary. And we're seeing that play out graphically in Europe. And actually it became apparent last fall. So I actually pulled forward one of the chapters of my book uh, to last October, ran up my newsletter on this topic of green inflation. And that's before Putin's tanks obviously invaded. Uh, and, you know, at that time, you had natural gas prices in the UK and your country that were five to six times what they were in the United States. So it's and it, a big reason for that, as you know, is that European energy production over the last 20 years has fallen drastically and their reliance on Russian oil and gas has increased basically an equivalent amount. Whereas, of course, in the United States, we had this immense, miraculous uh, shale revolution where our production of oil went from four to five million barrels a day to 13 million barrels a day at the peak. Nobody thought that could happen. Same thing happened with natural gas. We're now the largest LNG exporter in the world. And it's that U.S. LNG, frankly, that's saving Europe's butt right now. But yeah, it's a a Full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, 
grant-williams.com. Nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.